Hey everyone, it's Mike. Just wanted to give you a spoiler warning for the newest episode of Moon Knight. If you haven't seen it and do not want to be spoiled, please stop here, go watch it, and come back when you're done. Or if you've already seen it or you just don't care, go right ahead. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Eminem Marvel Mania Podcast. My name is Nick. My name is Mike. And today we are discussing episode 4 of Moon Knight. On this blessed 420, happy 420 to all you pot smokers out there. <laughs> yeah, so today, very interesting episode. We go uh, we go something beyond the unexplainable here. Yeah, uh, this is a pretty crazy episode, but the beginning of it kind of makes you feel like, oh, you're watching like a, a horror slash Indiana Jones type adventure. That's kind of yeah. how I felt the You know, time. it's like, like you're watching an Indiana Jones adventure and then something happens. And, <laughs> and, and essentially everything thought we know gets flipped on its head and now we don't know what's true. And I think that's the whole idea with this show. The whole idea of playing on the dissociative identity disorder of Mark Spector is that we don't know what's true. We don't know what's fiction. And... I like that they're trying to blur the lines with this ending, and I think that's where we need to start here. Oh, yeah. I so, so, to give a, que- a qu- quick overrun of the episode, basically it's the search for Amit's tomb. And there's a number of important things that happen along the way. But essentially, at the end of it, Arthur Harrow shoots Mark Spector. Yeah. And Mark Spector falls down into water and presumably is dying. And all of a sudden... The next thing we see is we're inside a psychiatric ward mm-hmm. and they're watching a TV show and the name of the doctor on the television show who mm-hmm. is searching through, you know, tombs and everything like Mark has been doing is Dr. Stephen Grant, the alternate yeah. personality. And then we go and we see Layla is one of the nurses there and we meet Mark Spector. And now we're all believing is Mark Spector conjuring up the first three and three quarters episodes in his own head. <laughs> it's like. When, when he got shot, I kind of felt like uh, when I was watching the fourth episode of Loki, where, like, they kill off, the, like, the main character of the oh, show. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, where they, uh, where Loki gets pruned. Where Loki gets pruned, I'm like... And none of us knew what happened when he get pruned. Yeah, yeah, and I kind of felt like in that situation, I was like, okay, he's not dead. This is, you can't just no, do no, that. No, exactly. So, that was the part that made this whole psychiatric ward thing so convincing to me at first. It's like... So not okay. First off, we see the guy get shot twice in the chest. Okay, yeah. he doesn't have conchu with him, mm-hmm. which means he's feeling it. There's no healing. Yeah. Okay, and then you go on from that, and you pop up, and you give us this entirely alternative explanation. I mean, to me, it it would make so much sense. Like, I I completely like understand. Like, for like the first three episodes, it like seems like so clear. Like, holy shit, he's been dreaming this whole time. But now I'm thinking, like, that can't be the case because what would be the point of it? So we were saying, I remember we were talking about it before, like, he's in this dream state where he's dying at the moment. And he's, he's like, in in water, he's, got, he's shot. Like, and, and his mind takes him somewhere else. Yeah. So let's. I want to start with all the Easter eggs that we find in the psychiatric ward because there are tons of them. There's a lot. There's tons of them everywhere. So to start out. Arthur Harrow is the therapist Yeah, who's talking to Mark Spector and he has a cane that he uses mm-hmm. and that cane is just like the cane or whatever you want to call it that he uses for Amit. 
Yeah, this that uh, that tells the scale of like yeah, good tips the scales of justice. Yeah, but in reality, it's just it's just a cane. No, it, it's just <laughs> it's just his cane. But we see that, and we see him, and Mark's like, "You shot me! You shot me!" I don't. I didn't shoot you. I don't know what you're talking about. And I have to tell you, Ethan Hawke playing this like different take on his character here. Because look, I mean, I don't know if this is supposed to be Arthur Harrow or not, but it, it's so unsettling the way he was talking to Mark. You know, you you, you have a, a psychic split. You know, I have experience with that. Kind of like how he had experience with Khonshu mm-hmm. in the first three episodes, which now I don't even know if it's real. Dude, the part that like really broke me is like when you see the Moon Knight toy and I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm like, oh my God. So no. he falls over. And a toy of Moon Knight is in his hand, so and sad. it falls over. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, "Oh my god! Are there? Are we really about to retcon the first three plus episodes? And we're just gonna sit here, and now we're gonna say this is the case, <laughs> and that it just completely twists everything on its head? It's not like Marvel hasn't done it before. Look at the Mandarin. I mean, that's a complete twist on its well, head. Oh yeah. This this is like a Mandarin level twist in that it's complete opposite of what you expect. It's just like where if you if you are going down this path, which I, I think a lot of people will be very upset about. Oh, oh, uh, without question. If this tur- if it turns out to be more than just like a hallucination, it's like where do you even go from that point? You know? That's the thing. So obviously, and I would bet ninety nine percent that this is a hallucination, or at the very least, uh, you know, some post death if mark actually died or whatever like because he'll be back i i i have no doubt that mark specter will live from getting shot by arthur yeah zero doubt whether he gets revived or whether he somehow miraculously gets saved to be determined yeah i feel like there's just too much story put into this that it's not real if this were episode two and they did this at the end of episode two well that would i i could i could i could understand then going down this route but with this, at this point, with so much of the story already told, it kind of – and look, it's a really clever misdirect. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very clever misdirect. And look, if this turns out to be true, I'm going to – we're going to have to see where it goes. Yeah. But it was – it threw me for a loop. The last 10 minutes or 15 minutes where we're in the, the ward and we just see Mark talking to Arthur – Talking with Layla, you see the bingo card. He reunites with Stephen, who he finds in a sarcophagus. Yeah, and we see another sarcophagus that's not open. Or there's yeah, there's somebody trying to bang it open, but mm-hmm. this one they don't go and open for some reason. Kind of again leads us all to believe that it might be the third personality trying to escape from. Yeah, and it's just crazy the the amount of detail put into it. Donna, the boss from the museum in the first episode. Is there? She's one of the psychiatric patients. You see, one of the two, uh, what's called the two, F- I guess FBI agents from London, or whatever. And you see, oh, well, the, they they were with um, they were with Arthur Harrow, yeah, yeah. But uh, they they're like part of the the employees that are there. And you also see you see the goldfish, and like the the right side is uh, Mark is looking through the mirror, and it's like all these different things. That How many things did the goldfish have in the ward, though? How many did he? What? How many fins did the fish could, have? Because could, remember, it was, it was a whole big thing. It was a fake fish. It, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was like a. It was like a. It was a fish bowl, but it had like a fake fish standing standing out of it. See, because I didn't even notice the fish. You didn't even notice, yeah. No, I didn't. I notice saw the fish. fish, but 
it was just such a and then the episode ends with Steven and Mark going down a hallway, they open a door, and they're greeted by an elephant. Hi. Who then like in a very in a very light light toned voice, hi! And they both just scream. And they both scream and cut to black. I love I love I know it's like Oscar Isaac, it's the same person, but to me it feels like there are two different people in that shot it's so weird no i know they 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 do oscar isaac has done a very good job of even though look stephen and mark are two different characters yes yeah of making them feel so distinct even though it's the same person playing them obviously the accent is one element of it yeah but it's like the characteristics of one versus the other and where mark is like ready to just go full force ahead into things stephen's more intelligent than that yeah you know, he's less impulsive i like how they they literally like are so happy to see each other yeah i know that that was cool too they, they that when he opens the sarcophagus and steven comes out he's like steven and like <laughs> it's like two long lost friends and what's the last thing you remember arthur shot us because <laughs> i feel like it, at this moment our mind is just making up all these things and all the pieces in your head are kind of coming together see uh, this okay so i mean me and you can speculate and i guess this is where we'll ask what percent chance do you give this psychiatric ward thing of actually being the real story i want to say it's it's like a 50 50 really yeah wow, that's high i mean i don't know i i feel like i want to believe that this is what it is but at the same time i I'm kind of sticking to the story that that we had before, you know, from episodes one to three. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of confusing. On, wouldn't on it like go. wouldn't it feel wrong to just like drop all that story over three and a half episodes? Oh, it feels it would be totally. And then wrong. all of a sudden, it's like, nope, this is what's actually been going on. I like I like just how the twist is on it. I think that's what's making me like second guess. Like, do I want this or do I want that? You know. This reminds me, and I know you, you've never seen the television show Community, right? No. They did an entire episode based around the shared psychosis that apparently the group that is the main characters of the show share. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that the therapist tries to convince them of, it's a ruse, but he tries to convince them all that they never went to community college together, but that they met in a psych ward and that they all manifested it as a community college. Mm-hmm. And that everything that's happened over the first, oddly enough, three seasons of that show was actually in a psych ward dude so it, it this kind of rings similar to me and that's why i'm putting the odds at like 10 percent for this yeah because i feel like there's been too much laid out here for them to just snatch it back from us like that and completely change it i think and i think based on the way the camera was shooting it so the mm. last thing we see is like the camera zoom in on mark yeah i think this is just him hallucinating well i think so the thing is that you have you still have all this story that's being told. You find out different things, like you find out about Layla and her father. You find out, you know, Mark was a was a mercenary, but wasn't like one of those people that killed her father, quote unquote. You know, and it's like I don't know. It, there's just too much story that's being told right now for you to just take all that away. You know? Yeah. Let's hop. Let's hop into that actually. So we find out the detail about Layla's father here. Um, And she finds out from Arthur. So Arthur did know all along. And Mark had a huge part to do with it. And she clearly blamed him when she confronted him afterward. Yeah. Essentially, Mark's partner got very greedy and ended up executing everybody at a dig site, including Layla's father. Yeah. I don't know. I I remember I was telling you this before, but you're like, I don't think so. 
what, like I said, what if Arthur Harrow was the other mercenary? How how would it be the only way that Arthur Harrow knows about unless, the incident that happened? Unless Arthur was maybe okay. So there's a couple of ways. One thought that comes to mind would be that maybe Arthur was one of the people at the dig site who escaped, mm-hmm. and he saw Mark and saw the other partner and everything. Mm-hmm. And the other thought that I have is, I don't think Arthur is the partner because mm-hmm. again. Mark, why wouldn't Mark then say my partner was him? Mm. It, it, wh- and why also would he not say that to Layla? Because like Layla obviously knows Arthur is a bad person in the context of the story. Yeah. So if Mark really wants to like, you know, exculpate himself and, you know, make sure that she knows, hey, it wasn't me. I was there, but it wasn't me. Yeah. Wouldn't he just pin it on Arthur if Arthur was his partner? True. So I don't I don't I don't think Arthur was the partner. I do think that Arthur has more inside information than he's letting on. And he may have even left out details about how he may have known or whatnot. What if the third identity knew what happened? Well and Mark didn't. Well, I think the third identity is still the major X factor in this story. But I feel like the third one is so much more violent. You know what I mean? Well, in the one hint we got in of him. the one hint we got, he's much more violent, and I feel like... The one hint we got of him, Mark wakes up, and he's got a, a spear plunged into a guy's stomach. Dude, what if... Okay, this is going really... I'm going, like, way beyond what I should all be right, right here now. here we go. But what if, all right, Mark and the third identity were working together in a sense where they weren't, you know, they were partners but in the same body. And what happened was they got greedy and one fought with the other. And that's why the third one is locked up. Oh, wow. Right. But in that case, because obviously then Mark or Kanshu would know that the third one's locked Mm -hmm. up. Wouldn't he then know who put, who did that thing at the beginning of the third episode? Wouldn't it be apparent to Mark if that's the case that the third personality is the one who killed that guy and not Steven? Because Mark's in a complete state of shock when he wakes up in the blades in the guy's stomach. So wouldn't he kind of already know then that the third personality would have done it because he would have had experience with him? He could. Because my thing is, is that I'm thinking like, what if the reason why Mark died is because he killed himself in order to protect other people well yeah mark also mark that we like you said earlier we get a hint as to how mark becomes moon knight Mm -hmm. and i mean you explained it well before so he almost dies or did die on he was he was like supposed to die to the quote-unquote person that got greedy with you know at the dig site Mm -hmm. so what happens is he he was supposed to die but didn't and conchu saved him so, like, that's how... Or at least, he never says Conchu saved him, did he? Well, I think that's just kind of implied. I think that's implied because that's how he becomes Moon Knight. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. And that's how I see it. So, but there's so much left to question. But I'm glad that they're, they're starting to answer it. But now, I sent, and this is the one issue I think I have with this ending. If is the fact that the series is already so far along. It's only six episodes. Mm. And this is the end of episode four. And we have a lot of questions. And they gave us more questions instead of giving us an answer already. Yeah. So are we going to see a scenario now where 
with two episodes remaining, and let's say in the fifth episode, you know, they only answer a little bit. Are we going to be left in a scenario where it's like a WandaVision where they have to tidy up all these loose ends in the last episode really quickly, and it kind of can leave it a little bit unsatisfied? That's the one concern with this twist I have because it's they're up against the clock. It's yeah. not. It's not like this is nine episodes. If this were nine episodes and they did this, uh, it would make more sense. It would make a lot more sense because you still have plenty of time to flesh this out and it get back to the main story. Or if yeah. this is the new main story, explain that. But you're doing this twist two thirds of the way in. Yeah. Where this is episode four of six. So if this is now hypothetically our reality, mm-hmm. you know, if this is it, you now you only have two episodes to explain everything. Yeah. And that's and that's a bit of a rush. And even if you don't and even if like me and you kind of both expect that this is just like a hallucination and a throwaway the whole psychiatric yeah. board thing and it's a misdirect. Even if that's the case, you still only have two episodes to explain what everything that Mark saw, how he gets saved and then get back to it. Mm. You know? I mean, no, I I think when you put it like that, I think that now I'm thinking like the whole situation at the end of episode four is definitely just a hallucination and a dream state right now. What's happening? Either he's hallucinating or somebody else is making him hallucinate. You know, maybe maybe it was uh, Amit's figurine that they take out of Alexander the Great's body. My, my thought was is that since – because he did have Amit. He did have the, the statue of Amit in his hand or did he give it to No, Layla, Layla had it. Layla had it? Okay. My, the thought process that that I was trying to think of was because like, he—I don't think he would have shot him and let him fall into the water if he saw he had Amit's thing in his hand. Yeah, he would have tried to take it because that was what he was after. Yeah, it confused me though because like, why would he shoot him? Like, what was the point of even well, killing him? Well, this kind of goes with Arthur Harrow's philosophy, and so Arthur says right after shooting Mark, and then he falls into the water. I can't save someone who doesn't want to help themselves. Yeah. And it kind of goes with this whole philosophy. Arthur, like we said earlier, I think we've mentioned this on a previous episode. Arthur kind of has a Thanos vibe in that respect, where he sees himself as um, a part of the mission that is for something much bigger than just himself. Yeah. And in his case, it's Amit. So him saying, I can't help someone who doesn't want to help themselves is saying, I have to put the mission before any one person. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is kind of like what Thanos did with Gamora. Right. So, true. so I'm seeing, like, there's a parallel there. No, there is. I want to, I I, I, I'm like, I don't know why, I'm like, I'm stuck on this one thing, but like. Let me hear it. What if it, what if another scenario, <laughs> what if another scenario was that Mark had a twin brother and that twin brother. Was Steven or no, what? No, what, not Steven was this other identity that we haven't seen yet mm-hmm. and what happened was by killing uh what's it called by killing all the people at the dick site and stuff like that his brother mark then for either killed him or he's still alive and took on that other personality what conchu like merged them together let like they were they became one i mean I think it's plausible. I know it's so. Like, in it's this like case, if, if Jake Lockley is the third personality, and look, we haven't heard the name Jake Lockley dropped at all in the right, show. Right, right, right. But Jake Lockley is the name that's everywhere. If you look up third Noon Knight personality after Stephen Grant and Mark Spector, it's always Jake Lockley. Right, right, right. If that's the case, Jake Lockley maybe was his partner. Yes. And maybe not his twin brother. Not his, tw- not his twin brother, but but his partner. 
and his partner then well that would that's a theory i mean it all it all comes down to because again the question still hasn't been answered how did mark almost die and what did conchu do exactly to save him yeah i don't know because there's it's very vague well yeah and we also find out with like leia like uh steven told her you know you're supposed to be the next avatar for conchu too yeah and oh steven and layla how how could we forget to mention this mm. the romantic subplot so uh, which which so didn't awkward. which which didn't bother me because it kind of makes sense mark is pushing away layla and layla clearly looks at steven and sees mark's face who she still loves but now she sees like a lighter side it made so me it feel make, so weird it is weird know. it's definitely weird i agree with you because you know, it's the same body, mm-hmm. but it's a completely different person. I find it funny though how they kind of like, I oh, well, if you if you do it, if you touch her at all, I will throw both of us off a cliff right now. The best part is when after they kiss, <laughs> Mark kind of takes control and punches him in the face. <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah, they are they are learning to share the body though, which which I think is finally which we saw last episode and we see it again here. Where they kind of like share the body a little bit more. The first half of the episode was Steven. Yeah. And then the second half of the episode was Omar. And I kind of feel like that's where it's going to be a problem when you introduce this other uh, personality or identity, whatever it is. And you're going to have now three people in the same body, you know? Well, that in and of itself might not be a problem. But I think when you again run it back with the fact that they're already against the clock. Hmm. Two episodes to go, we still haven't met the third personality. If there's a third personality, which all signs seem to be pointing towards. It seems to. Unless, like, I know, I remember you saw, what, that they weren't going to make possibly a second season? So, all right. So, news came out this week that Moon Knight is being looked at as a limited series like WandaVision. Yeah. Which would mean a limited series in that there's only one season. See, the thing is, is that if they plan... They they could have gone, you know, I don't know how Marvel was working about with this show, but if they go with the story that there's still story left to tell at the end of it, then I would say give us a second season. But if you have, by all means, if you have stuff to wrap things up, you know, at the sixth episode, then that's fine. Oh, I'm look, fine I'm, I'm not meaning to say that they they have zero chance of being able to wrap any of this up. Yeah. Because both these, all of these episodes have been close to an hour long. Yeah. So that would mean they'd have probably what an hour forty to two hours worth of screen time left to get through the story. I mean, they could make the fifth and sixth episode could be at least. Yeah. No, they could be a little longer. Falcon and Winter Soldier's second to last episode was a little bit longer. Yeah. Loki's last episode was a little bit longer, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So there's, I think they'll have the time to do it. I'm just asking, like, there's still so many questions to be answered. Yeah. That's the whole part of it. There's just so much left. It's not like we have any sort of concrete answers yet. I know. That's the thing. You know? And we've gotten hints. Like, we finally found out about Layla's father in this episode, which was good. We got little hints with that. But this ending, I hope this ending wasn't just a misdirect for misdirect's sake. I hope that there's some purpose to it. No, I hope so. You know? Like... I don't want. I don't want them to have just done this to throw us off the scent. And look, it's thrown me. Compl- it's thrown everybody crazy. Yeah, nobody knows what's going. Nobody on. knows what's going on, and that's exactly what you want from a show with a mystery angle like this to for you to be a little bit disoriented about what actually is going on. 
Yeah. I mean, I could see why people think that this episode was definitely the best out of the uh out of the four episodes that we that they saw yeah well the a lot of uh i think it was mostly media and the press and critics that saw it beforehand they got four episodes and the first and the fourth were the standout episodes apparently mm -hmm. so if that's the case and the first and the fourth were the standouts i could see why the fourth one stood out i mean this this ending is just cra crazy we could also talk about the like the horror, you know, kind of part. I I did like that, and and you know, lead us into it. I know you enjoyed it. It was kind of like I felt like I was watching like almost like not National Treasure, but I felt like I was just watching like Indiana Jones kind of vibe. And you have like these parts where, uh, if you separate from the group, you you know, you're you're gonna get taken out. And I I swear, like when Layla like, was being you know taken by this whatever like a mummy or we something. we never get an answer as to what that was i have no idea what it was you know exactly. you know when we first saw it i thought it was a cree <laughs> i thought it was a cree because it, it looked blue i yeah. mean my sister's like that's not blue i'm like it looked blue to me yeah i don't know all i know is she escaped from it like she one time you see her get taken then the second time she comes out and then she's beating the crap out of it and it's like, okay, she she's not – I was like, no way they kill her right here, right? I was actually – I actually thought they might kill her. I was right like, there. holy shit. I actually thought for a second that they might kill her. And she's been on my radar as one of the characters who could potentially get killed in this series. Could. You know, like uh, Mark's always felt safe to me. Steven's always felt safe to me. Arthur Harrow's always been a little iffy because the villain in Marvel is always iffy. Mm -hmm. But the girlfriend is always a question – my thing was that what if she had the what's called she well she didn't have it when she found out about her father's death and like who and who did it and what happened, I thought she was gonna take the the statue of uh, Amit and take it and become Amit. Nah, nah. You see, that would have gone against the character, I think, because we've seen that Layla is obviously on this hunt with Mark, mm -hmm. and I don't think she would be on this hunt if she if she knew if she didn't know what Amit was, yeah, you know, and clearly Mark has with Kanju in his ear is just so overtly against Amit. Yeah. You know, and Arthur Harrow too, he's like, he was saying before how like, uh, you know, isn't it nice to be control of your own life again, to be free, you know, from, from Kanju, you know, you can't hear him anymore. And it's like, he technically, Mark doesn't have to do this anymore. No, but he's doing it. I don't know if he's doing it for himself, if he's doing it for Layla. Like, now, what is the purpose now that Kanchu is gone? I think that might be a detail still left to be answered. Yeah. Because you're right. Mark's motivation seemingly is missing beyond just maybe doing it for Layla. Mm -hmm. Because without Kanchu and him having some sort of deal to uphold, it kind of does leave Mark with, like, well, you could just walk away. But I think it's also now a matter of, like, he feels responsible for what Arthur might do. Yeah. And Arthur is on the warpath with this. Now, Layla, if I'm not mistaken, at the end of the episode, is still there with Amit and then just it either leaves or we don't see her leave. So I think what they're setting up for next episode is, you know, probably the release of Amit. Yeah, I mean, because I'm gonna ha I'm gonna have to guess with with Mark indisposed with whatever happens, considering he just got shot. I would have to guess that Arthur and Layla are going to probably come face to face, and that he will probably release her. I could think of it like this. I could think that this fifth the fifth episode that's gonna come next week. I could think of it like you have it where you're pi you're picking up from the fourth episode, 
and you're still in this dream state where you're in the psychiatric hospital and stuff like that. And then the second, uh, what's called the second half of the show is where Amit is being released. Yeah. And, and at that point, all the other gods realize, oh shit, uh, we fucked up and we have to release Khonshu. And then Khonshu saves Mark. And then Khonshu saves Mark. But I, I don't know if it's going to be like that because they said, you know, oh, have Mark save me. So it's like, yeah, it's so, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. Can, I think we mentioned this last week. Can, just how bullshit that trial of Arthur Harrow was. Oh, uh, was bullshit. Did you do it? No. <laughs> oh, yeah, this man is innocent. <laughs> He's an innocent man. He does not want to do anything wrong. Yeah. So from there, let's get into exactly what we're expecting for next episode. Episode five, penultimate episode. What are you expecting from it? Uh, like I said before, I think I'm expecting it to be, you know, half and half. It'll be the psychiatric part, and then it'll end with Conchu being released. And if that doesn't work out, then hell, I don't know what will. I don't know what to expect anymore. Um, <laughs> After seeing it, it's very, it's very confusing on where this is gonna take us. Yeah, uh, I gotta tell you. I thought coming into this episode before the very end that we were we were just going to see. I thought Amit was going to get released before Arthur shot Mark. I thought what was going to happen is Arthur was going to threaten Mark and Layla was going to give up Amit to save Mark. Yeah. Give the figurine and then Amit would get released and then we would be off to the races. But this was just the complete opposite of any route I could have ever expected. I mean, I remember how – you remember in like – in this episode, how you see uh, that whatever the hell it was, like that mummy, take one of the men of Arthur Harrow mm-hmm. and like like kill him and take his insides out, yada yada yada. Yeah. So, like I said in a previous episode, how uh, Amit is basically just using her followers as like a sacrifice, and what's going to happen is you'll see, you know, all these things happening. You'll see Arthur Harrow, you know, either regret or I'm not worship. You know, he'll still worship Amit and he'll, you know, become the avatar of Amit. So will it happen? It could happen in the next episode because I'm thinking, you know, you'll see a lot of fighting in the sixth episode. I really do hope, however, that they don't just dismiss this psychiatric ward angle. I really hope that they run with it and they show us either number one, that's true. If, it, if, it, if they're showing it to us and it's true, that's that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Not that I hope it's true, but, like, if they do, I hope they give it the time. And then number two, let's say it's not, and, like, we're expecting it's some hallucination or, you know, a, appearance being caused by somebody else. Right. I really hope that we get to see why this is what it is, what they're seeing. Who is the elephant? Or the hippo. It was a hippo. Or whatever say. the hell it is at the end. Who is the hell elephant? Hippo. Who is the hippo at the end of the episode? I'm not going to lie. When I saw that figure moving to the door, I thought it was Amit. I thought it was Conchu. I, I don't know because it kind of looked like a like an alligator head to me. Like that's how I saw it. Yeah. But it was, you know, you couldn't see obviously. And I thought from before the the god that we saw was supposedly the. It wasn't the. It's not the god that they were talking about that that knew where Amit's tomb was, right? No. And it wasn't the person that was trying to help uh, Mark. No, I don't think so. So I don't think so. I mean, it's just 
I'm going to assume that it's going to be a major character because, you know, the se- the show ended on that character. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly who it is, but hopefully it's somebody that will lead into the story. I'm sure it will. But look, this was another high quality episode. I did enjoy it a lot. And I'm excited to see where it goes next. Uh, but at this moment, it's just kind of like, you know, a loss for words with the ending. You know, it was so out of left field. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, with a ranking for this episode, I don't know, I don't know where to place it. I feel like I need to. I feel like I need to wait for all the episodes to come out to really understand where which episode is like my best and which is like my least favorite. Yeah, because it's like right now I'm just I don't know what to expect anymore. Yeah, no, this episode for me is going to be like you said, one of those that's going to be able to be mostly judged in time. It, it can't be judged right now, and. I think we're all going to look back on this ending as either one of the best endings in the show or some will look at it as one of the things that crippled the show and it, ruined it. It's going to be one of those Marvel experiences that like you, you're you going to be like, man, I wish I could go back and watch this all over again and have that same feeling like you would with like Endgame or Infinity War. Like all like that specific moment in an MCU. You show know, I, I you know, I read somewhere and this is off topic, I read somewhere that um Soups on Twitter mm-hmm. is getting himself hypnotized to forget about No Way Home so he can watch it again oh, for the first time. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Man. I love soups. Yeah. I, that, but that's hysterical to me if that's actually true. Oh god. I feel bad for him. Well, I mean, look, it, hey, if it actually works. And you have that hype and you get to watch it again and not know what's going to happen. Like, that to me is crazy. I know. But imagine having somebody, like, not knowing that they talked about it already. <laughs> well, I mean, then afterwards you can just go and look at everything he already said about it. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was so right about this and this and this. This and be so, like. I mean, oh but, like, on, but honestly, though, yeah. that's actually if that were a thing. If it were a thing, yeah. I mean, would I not erase my memory of the Endgame and Infinity War and watch them again? Absolutely, I would. I would. Absolutely, I would. The, 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 those are the two biggest event films in history. And with Moon Knight right now, I'm kind of getting that same feeling. The ending of this episode, I was just sitting there with my mouth kind of wide open like, what is mm-hmm. happening? And <laughs> that's why it makes it a good show. So, I have high hopes for where they're going. I'm a little nervous, you know, with this whole hospital angle but you know what i'm looking forward to it anyway we'll see what happens exactly but i think that's about it yeah that's it for this one we will be back next week for episode five of moon night and we also will have another episode releasing either tomorrow or friday where we will be breaking down the thor love and thunder trailer and we'll also be giving our final preview of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Coming out in two weeks. Yep, two weeks from tomorrow? Two weeks from tomorrow? From, from, yeah. So, tomorrow's the 21st. So, yeah. yeah, two weeks from tomorrow. Oh, boy. I know. Time's flying, man. <laughs> but, yep, yeah, uh, that's about it. So, for both of us here at the M&N Marvel Mania Podcast, I've been Mike. And I've been Nick. And we'll talk to you soon. Take care, everyone.